Now, little Timmy, the word is phantasmagoria. P-H-A-N-T-A-S-M-A-Goria? Close enough. Well done. Hey, somebody get that handsome little man his prize. Little Timmy has won unlimited answers to all the paranormal questions his little tiny heart can handle, such as, Can ghosts stink? Is Bigfoot my dad? And I want to steal my cousin's beauty with black magic? Is that possible? This is Kevin Houston and Sam, your three hosts for Phantasmagoria. And I don't know how I'm supposed to know who your dad is. Join us every week on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. summon, open the door to hell, and summon a demon. Neighbors claimed they practice witchcraft. Exorcism, the casting out of demons through ritual prayer. I was bearing bodies out of the desert. And yes, the ghosts were there with us. Welcome back to the Haunted Heart Podcast. I am your host, Katie. And I am your hostess, Kenny. Beep, beep. Boop. Boop, boop. Boop on the nose. (laughs) Boop on the nose. Boop on the nose. Hello. You haven't been taken over by digitally uh, composed. Digitally spliced, (laughs) Katie. And Kenny. Oh, God. I had no, forgotten about us. that bitch. She's waiting. She ain't God. forgot about you. Damn. She definitely <laughs> hadn't forgotten about you. Oh, She's Jesus. She's her no, tongue. I need her to sit down. Get back in the fucking algorithm somewhere. <laughs> How about yeah. you do some work, girl, in that algorithm? For real. Oh, Go, on. <laughs> Go on now. Get. <laughs> anyway. I, no, the last time, our, last time one of our episodes got picked up by the YouTube algorithm, it scared us. And I think YouTube Truly. too. It scared YouTube as well. Oh my god! I almost <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, that last time it, it like weirdly. Which one was? Was it the cicada episode? Yeah, I think it, it was. was. Yes. Yeah, the cicada episode, and it got picked up by like it got like thrown out to like everybody. But I think it was like in gamer YouTube. So like all these gamers were like, "Why was this recommended to me?" And I'm like, I just kept like going through and apologizing. They I was like, kinda, "I'm sorry." <laughs> they were kind of rude. A lot not of really. them were really rude. No. Well, they were, well, what they is this doing like, on my page? I I'm just, like, I'm not sure that they knew what a podcast is. So, like for them, but, it was completely out of context. Like not three years worth of like recording and like episodes, and like I don't think they really like had it. And so, I, I imagine it's pretty jarring to come in as a new listener to but, this podcast. We really, we really set that bar high for like. <laughs> But the question is, who pays attention to their YouTube algorithm that much to where they see something? They're like, what's this doing here? Yeah, right. Like, they're like, what? All kinds of shit gets, record- gets recommended to me. that shit like that? I just, I was really confused. I was scared. Lots of comments. I mean, to be honest, I've gotten a lot of episodes out of just weird shit that the algorithm recommends to me. Like how to, you know, breathe through your asshole. Hmm. You know? 
we're gonna yeah those breatharians yeah you don't you don't really need food you just need no food tan your asshole tan your hide i don't know i don't know about that anyway we're here and we're still queer even though it's not pride month anymore always Um, forever and always so we're keeping that that candle lit proverbially even though uh all the retailers have now forgotten about gay people for the next 11 months yep um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so true. So we're going to just uh, we'll carry that torch. By the way, the pride collections for this past season. Not very good. Not very disappointing. Great. Very, very disappointing. disappointing. I, you know what? I can say this now that I no longer work for Banana Republic or Gap Incorporated, but truly disappointing. Mm-hmm. Very bad. Mm-hmm. I was not into it. Not colorful at all. Hmm. It was just. I mean, typically I'm a fan of that, but. But, like, it was not, I don't know, it was lots of, like, navy and beige and cream. Mm-hmm. It was like L.L. Bean does, you know, I gay I don't know. I was like, what month. is this? Interesting. But anyway. All right. Well, yeah. So, we're here. Uh, we are going to kind of talk about our little fun. Our little fun intro was kind of a nod to today's topic because it is a Katie episode. Yes, it is. We're back to her again this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too excited. I'm just saying, you never know which way you're going to head when it, you're on the Katie train in Podcastville. You know, that's true in many senses, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, potentially in you, every sense. You may board this train thinking that you're going to go a specific place. Yeah. In reality, you know, it's, it's, it's best not to set intentions. Like, d- expectations. No destinations yeah. are set here. No, just just enjoy the ride. The ride. Absolutely. Enjoy the complimentary beverage 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 service. <laughs> Clearly, I've been hitting it up. Stone cold sober sober and can't speak. Shit. It's a, it's a struggle. Anything folks. off the trolley, dear? <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> Off the fucking trolley. Yeah. I want it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want it all. Anyway, yeah, so we're, it's a Katie episode. Who knows where we're going? As you can tell, we're a little, we're a little fucking zany. Um, we've had a long day and we haven't had any substances. We've had a long life. <laughs> I mean, Fuck true. a day. Bitch, it's been a long ass life. <laughs> Damn. True. That is true. Um, so it's going to get a little weird. It's going to get a little weird this evening. If you couldn't tell from the intro, if that wasn't weird enough for you. The longtime listeners are like, nah, we've seen weird. We've heard weird. They're like, weird. it's fine. Um, so good. I'm just I'm just going to encourage everybody, um, get their tinfoil hats on, get yourself comfy, get a nice cozy blanket, because we're going to be. it's 94 plus degrees okay, outside. Okay, that is true. It is July. In most places. Okay. Um, Fuck a blanket, bitch. Get you a damn ice block. Stick your head in the freezer. <laughs> Turn the air down real low, then get a blanket. That's what I like to do. I have okay. my trusty flannel here for that very reason. <laughs> Cause we're gonna kinda we're gonna kinda get a little get a little spooky ooky, a little weird, a little, you know, but it's fun. It's a fun episode. It's a light episode. We're uh-huh. not gonna talk about she it. She always says that, but no, it it is. It's fun. Okay. It's fun. It's it, fine. Th- this one is fun, it's zany. So um, it's a topic that has been on my radar that's been on my list of, you know, things that I wanted to cover for a while. Um, but it's one of those like, you know, I, I always want to like, I just want to impress you guys. I want to like, you know, 
bring the A game and I want to like, you know, I want to freak you out. I want to, I want to spook you out. I want to kind of, you know, I mean, like number stations and like Mandela effect and like, you know, like there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, I kind of like, I, I kind of want to, and we're going to be doing some of that. I mean, not like I got some things. We're going to be going there. But I was like, you know, I kind of want to just, I kind of want to do like a fun, like light thing to kind of lighten up the week and just kind of have a good time. So that's what we're here for tonight. Get yourself a drink if you want to imbibe. If not, get yourself like a Diet Coke or regular Coke or whatever the heck you want. If you want to do a little, you do a little token, do a little token. This would be a fun episode to do a little token for. Uh huh. It's not going to be too creepy. It shouldn't. It shouldn't kind of. You know, it's not going to take you to a bad place. So if you want to do a little bit of a little bit of that, that's fine. Snap off a piece of that edible. Yeah, it's legal here in Virginia. So now, um, but still not decriminalized. So we still got work to do. But anyway, let's get into it. Does the name Judy Meslin mean anything to you? I felt. Uh... <laughs> Does it mean anything to you? Judy Judy Meslin. 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 Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a name that you would see on like your parents' yearbook when you look through them occasionally, you know. Judy Meslin. Maybe. She's, she's got big like Coke bottle glasses. I don't know why hair. I thought you were about to be like, she's got big tits. <laughs> just just big, big tits. No, I wasn't. I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I was just envisioning like big Coke bottle glasses, like an awkward smile in the yearbook and you know, like a a very sort of modest Mm. blouse, Mm. really bad hair, Mm. like short cropped, but like also kind of like with lots of volume in the front. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm envisioning. Is Mm. that, is that close to anything? No, 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 no. Um, All right. But we're going to learn about Judy. Okay. We're going to learn about our good, uh, our good Judy. Specifically, she is a good Judy. I love her. I fucking, she's a hero. So we're going to learn about Judy. All right, you ready? I'm you ready. ready. You're excited? I'm You're excited? ready. Okay, all right. So um, it was 1995. Great year. When Judy Messelin and her husband originally moved to the San Luis Valley, just north of Hooper, Colorado, near the Great Sand Dunes National Park. And they moved with a simple, quiet sort of life in mind, Judy wanted to raise cattle. However, given that the land they had bought was bone dry and wouldn't propagate any grass, and also given that in Judy's own words, quote, cows don't eat sand, end quote. They don't? It became pretty obvious within the five years following her move that Judy was going to need to put together a different sort of plan. I would say so. But that's okay, because our girl Judy can pivot. She is, she's a powerful lady. She knows. She is the new age woman. So she picked up a job at a gas station in Hooper, Colorado, and it was at that job that she got to shoot the shit, so to say, with locals in the area who had plenty of things to tell her about the San Luis Valley's most unusual natural resource, UFOs. Ooh. That's right. A resource? It's a UFO episode. A UFO. So (laughs) even though Judy's land couldn't grow any grass, so she couldn't live her dream of becoming a cattle farmer, it was very rich in the 
quote unquote natural resource of UFOs. It was located in the San Luis Valley. Now, the San Luis Valley has been nicknamed the Bermuda Triangle of the West because it had been a hot spot for extraterrestrial activity long before Miss Judy Messelin ever stepped on the well, scene. Question, question. Is she like, how does one pivot from cows? To aliens. I mean, is she planning on hurting, like, E.T.? Like, well, what can, we, we, that's what I'm here to tell you. I, I'm just, I'm I'm a little confused. It's okay. I'm going to lay it out. That's kind of what we do here on this podcast, right? Like, I, I kind of... Lay it out? I kind of raise the query, and then I raise tell you a query. story <laughs> to answer. So did my mother. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. You're quick tonight, buddy. Ooh. Yes. So this particular Judy's farm was located right square in the middle of this San Luis Valley, which is like a hotbed for UFO activity. Um, mysterious sightings in the night sky in that area date all the way back to the Spanish conquistadors in the 1560s and possibly even earlier. Honestly, it's just that we don't have the records. The valley has a population just shy of 47,000, according to the 2019 census, which equates to roughly 5.6 people per square mile. Okay. Um, so not very heavily not, populated. Not a lot. No. Um, the San Luis Valley is one of the spots where it's truly possible to feel completely alone, despite the booming outdoor recreation industry that's in nearby Colorado. Cell phone reception is very sparse. Drives between the nearest destinations can seem very long, and nightfall can seem particularly long and lonely. Moving there immediately. <laughs> right? I mean, it sounds like a dream. Honestly. Sounds fabulous. Honestly. No, I would just need one of our little uh, alien friends to be able to, like, Hook deliver me up with some food. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Pizza I mean, delivery. We need, to, we need to work on, like, the on the Wi-Fi part. Definitely. Um, You know, I mean... Work on getting us uh, a UFO Uber Eats. Mm -hmm. Beam that shit right down into mm -hmm. my little, you know, home in the middle of fucking nowhere. We'd be great. Yeah, it's like that scene from the fucking Close Encounters. No, it's like that scene from Fourth Kind, except a lot less traumatic. Less screaming, more yeah. pizza. Yeah, always. Less child abduction, uh, you know. So two examples of unexplained sightings in the San Luis Valley seem to illustrate the magic and mystery of this particular place. In March 2001, a truck driver reportedly saw a bright light in the sky of Southern Colorado's San Luis Valley. Then the light unexpectedly appeared in the road just ahead of him on US 285 near Sanguache. I'm sorry, Sanguache. Uh, the driver said he slowed his truck to pull over to the side of the road, but doesn't remember what happened next. When his memories restarted, he was driving again on the same road past Sanguache toward Monte Vista. The man stopped in Monte Vista to fill out his logbook at the truck stop, but realized the past four hours were completely unaccounted for, and he'd forgotten. Since this odd lapse of time and memory, the man reports feeling claustrophobic in his truck and having violent nightmares. That that doesn't sound fun, though. Wasn't fun Although there that. have been times where I've just completely blocked out, like, and can't remember the last, like, however many hours. Mm-hmm. So. It's those long B-waves, especially while you're driving. But you would think a truck driver would be used to it. That's the thing. Because they yeah, drive a lot. like... You ever be driving and then you're just like, remember that you're driving? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Like, it's a trance state. It's actually very similar to the state that your brain is in when you are hypnotized. Trance state. It scares me sometimes. I'm like, how did I know to stop or break? Because I don't remember it. And yet. Here we are. So there was the truck driver case. Um, and again, these are just two cases of many um, that I pulled. Um, there's also the case of Snippy, a horse. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going <laughs> Snippy the Snippy. horse. Snippy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good old Snippy. Good old Snippy. Snippy, he's a horse? He is. He is a oh, horse. Snippy the horse. horse. wonder if he was Gelden. Is that why they called him Snippy? Because they kind of snipped his... Ooh. Uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Old Snippy. Mm-hmm. Old Snippy. Old... How many times can I say old Snippy? Oh, my God. Uh, So, yeah. So, this horse, who shall remain nameless... <laughs> His death made national news and still oh, remains. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, in a minute. Damn, that yeah. plane crashed hard. Yeah, you wish you hadn't liked him so much. You wish you'd let me finish that sentence before uh, you got on the on the snippy train, don't I'm you? I'm conflicted now. I'm like, hurt. <laughs> Fucking snippy. Oh, snippy. It's a roller coaster ride for you today. Oh, snippy. Damn. I'll yeah. light a candle for that motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, his death made national news, and it still remains a mystery to this day. A 1967 journal entry from a local family details the day a caregiver went looking for Snippy, then called Lady, when she didn't show up for her water and treat. The caregiver found Snippy lying on her side, deceased, with her head skinless. Oh, shit. The journal entry said the cuts on the horse's head were so precise that it was unlikely an animal had attacked the horse. The caregiver also noted a strong chemical scent in the area around the horse, and investigators traced radiation levels throughout the scene. The closest hoof prints were found about 100 feet away from the horse, and no other tracks were found. And even more strange, the bushes within 100 yards of the horse's body were flattened. A medical expert later found that Snippy's lungs, heart, and thyroid were removed with extremely precise cuts. The brain and abdominal organs were also missing from the horse's body. No blood was found on the ground around Snippy or on her skin. The cause of Snippy's death continues to rattle curious minds today. Oh, Snippy, I'm like really hurt. Yeah, it didn't what work the out. Fuck? It didn't, oh it didn't much work out for her. Oh my God. Jesus. We did a lot there. Was that really necessary? <laughs> I don't know. Was all that maybe. necessary? What 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 could you have possibly been researching that you needed mm-hmm. to do poor Snippy mm-hmm. like that? Did you just find one of those pieces of shit in, in Indiana that we were talking about? <laughs> maybe try that. Maybe try to do that know. to them. Not old Snippy. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. I don't know that I can continue. You told me this was a feel good episode. <laughs> you told me you did. You lied, bitch. You told me this was a feel good episode. Now you over here talking I mean, about it is a ex- skinless. Horse, a face. Excuse just the me, horse no, head. no. Excuse just the head. me. It's he- it's head. It's, right. It's it's which arguably might be the worst filleted. part to be skinned. The skin from its face had been professionally filleted, and its heart, brain, whatever else had been removed with brain and abdominal organs with mm-hmm. you know utter precision. Mm-hmm. And no blood, no blood uh, anywhere. Yeah, no blood. Can't yeah, I can't forget that fact. It was a vampire. Maybe. Justice for Snippy. Hashtag justice for Snippy. So 
those are just two stories. Again, illustrative of many. There are a ton of stories um, that are about unexplained things happening in the San Luis Valley. These are just two to kind of illustrate the point and apparently make Kenny upset. So it was it was here in this place that Judy Messelin's farm found itself, basically. I was about to say, we were circling back to Judy. Yes. So it was in the midst of all of this. We now have Judy. She's on a farm. It's the 90s. She's living her truth. <laughs> now, Judy was unaware, or Ju- Judy knew, she was, in fact, very aware, that UFO watchers would sometimes sneak onto her land in the cover of night to search the dark skies above. So she figured, if they're sneaking in anyway, why not invite them in and charge admission? Absolutely. I love an enterprising gal. We're leaning in. I'm telling you, Judy is the new age woman. So in May of 2000, the year 2000, the iconic UFO watchtower was born. Judy built a small stucco saucer dome on her land to serve as a gift shop and surrounded said dome with a 10-foot high viewing platform offering a 360 degree view of the San Luis Valley. She also built a campground where weary travelers could stay a while and she charged folks $2 for general admission to the watchtower and $10 for camping at the facility. So it turns out if you build it, they will indeed come. Mm -hmm. Faithful UFO enthusiasts flocked to Judy's property, making it one of the most beloved roadside stops in the area. Over time, ride the cosmic highway signs and little green alien statues began to litter the sides of Highway 17, directing passersby to Messelin's watchtower. To her surprise, other Valley residents began stopping by in addition to the tourists, telling her their stories and using Judy as a kind of UFO counselor. Quote, if you didn't know the people, you'd think they were crazy, Judy said. Judy began writing down what she'd been told, and the stories now fill several binders in the gift shop, which also includes a healthy selection of bug-eyed alien souvenirs. Always. Got to. Got to. Judy said that over 20 psychics had visited her UFO watchtower and that they've all said there's two large vortexes out in the area that she calls the healing garden, which spreads out behind the back door of the gift shop. Now, these vortexes have been outlined with rocks, and the garden has grown around them, an organized clutter of items left by visitors, such as CDs, sunglasses, hubcaps, stuffed toys, lots of pens. Judy explained matter-of-factly that anyone who leaves something personal in the garden is entitled to make a request, and that there are two large beings here who protect the entrances to the vortexes, but they are also here to help. According to Judy, the success-to-request rate has been quite good. A former skeptic, Judy has now become a diehard believer in the existence of aliens and UFOs thanks to her time spent operating the UFO watchtower. In an interview with Roadside America, she said, quote, I know what I have seen with my own eyes, end quote. Judy has personally witnessed over two dozen sightings from her watchtower over 260 sightings in total have been recorded in the tower's logbook. Well, I mean, clearly we are now a believer in in something green, but I hardly doubt that it's aliens. 
Oh, I want, let me tell you, I want to go to this place I, so fucking bad. I do too. I, I want to have a chat with those. I don't want them to come to me. I want to go to them. Yeah. So I'm good here. I mean, shit, good for her. <laughs> but good for her. Making that money. In. Making Leaning that money. In. Yes, absolutely. I, I could be the, yes, I am a believer. Yes, I see little green men every night up there in that watchtower. Every night. I see them every night. But she really, okay, so if you watch interviews with this woman, she's so adorable. She's like got white hair and like she, she's so cute. She does have short hair. It's not weird and voluminous in the front, like you said. But she's got like little short white hair and she's, she's adorable. She's a tiny little lady. And she is so, she's so into it. I mean, it's not, I truly, I mean, it could be a case. I could see how this could be a case of like a con artist who's like, oh, I'm just going to lean in and like, whatever, I'm going to bullshit. But like, Judy is so into this shit. Like she is like the fucking UFO lady and she loves it. It's great. Okay. Like she's so she's like very into it. It's very much a living Listen, living not, her truth moment. I'm not judging either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, make your coin and and live your truth. Hell either yeah. way. She's doing both. Our girl <laughs> got it figured out. So over the years, the watchtower itself has become layered in history. The walls inside the gift shop are lined with newspaper articles on sightings and alien encounters, both those local to the San Luis Valley and more global phenomena. Judy approaches her work at the Watchtower with dedication, cataloging every experience that is shared with her. But she also has a great sense of humor about the whole thing that's really kind of infectious. She keeps a separate guest sign-in book specifically for aliens. Roughly 231 of the 30,000 visitors over the years have claimed to be extraterrestrials. There's a separate sign-in book just for like... Just for aliens. For people, for aliens pretending to be people that they can sign. Yes. That's yes. that's cute. Yes. I, I feel like it's bullshit, but it's cute. And she's got 231 signatures. But maybe. So, I mean, you never know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it'd be one of those things where it's like 99% bullshit, but mm-hmm. then there's that one... Mm-hmm. That one cheeky bastard alien... Right? ...who just came in and was like... And signed his name, their name... Uh-huh. Uh, Judy also obtained a notary status so that she can perform weddings at the Watchtower. Love that. Not surprisingly, there have been more than a few. I can imagine. Although an unexpected recruit to the field of ufology. That's the study of UFOs for those who haven't been following oh, along. okay. Noted. Judy Messelin seems perfectly at home in her weird little corner of the universe. She has become a mythical sort of figure guarding the stories and mystery of the valley. Her work is immortalized in the vacation albums and memories of tens of thousands at this point. So maybe there is a kind of magic at work on Judy Messelin's old cattle farm, alien or otherwise. For our Colorado listeners or for anyone interested in visiting, Judy Messelin's UFO Watchtower is located off Highway 17, about three and a half miles north of Hooper, Colorado, Roughly 30 miles away from the Great um, Great Sand Dunes National Park. Directions to and the hours of operation of the Watchtower can be found at Judy Messelin's website, which is ufowatchtower.com. The UFO Watchtower still maintains a primitive campground where you can stay for more involved investigations. And the campground admission rate is still, amazingly, just a modest $10. I as love of January that. 2021. Yeah. So definitely if you are in that area, that like Colorado-y 
type area. Uh, I think that you should, um, if you're, oh, if you're near Highway website. 17. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, this website. Yes. Living. Aliens Living have landed. Mm-hmm. This is every bit of like early 2000s uh-huh. nostalgia uh-huh. that I could have ever asked for uh-huh. in my it, life. It is the best, like, it, it is a whole ass vibe. I want to go here so bad. I feel like we need to do an on-site investigation. Now, camping is $15 per night. Has it gone up? It's done went up. According to this website, camping is $15 per night per tent. Inflation is a motherfucker, <laughs> isn't it? The um, admission to the watchtower is $2 per person or $5 per car. Got it. So okay. double up on your car. Okay. As of she just she must have just recently raised price. I mean, go Judy. But <laughs> as of uh beginning of the year, it was um it was only ten. Oh, she has a book. She does. That crazy lady down the road. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm kind of interested. She's very cool. She is like she is what I will become when I truly let go of the last fucks that I have to give. And I can't wait. I want to do weird uh, alien interspecies marriage ceremonies with my with my notary public can, uh, certification. Can I just take a moment? Yes, all of that. <laughs> like, I want that. I want to do that. Uh, can I, can I just, I, I need to for a moment on this website. Uh, she has a list, I guess, of items and things that mm-hmm. you could donate to mm-hmm. to the to the campsite, military night vision equipment. Uh huh. Black helicopter. D- uh, oh, yes. <laughs> sure. An access hatch. Can you get those? Like, know. where do you get? Where do you get one a lo- of them? A large nautical compass. <laughs> now that to me is like we just wanted to look cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. that's a prop. Uh, steel benches and seat belts. Mm-hmm. Steel seat belts. I don't know that, that that works. Flying objects of all kinds. Oh, okay. Biohazard suits. Phone booth. <laughs> A phone booth. Okay. Playground equipment. Uh, aerial photos of the valley. Uh, big satellite dishes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Picnic tables. Moon rocks. Seismograph equipment. 55-gallon drums of outdoor silver reflective paint. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Definitely not for, definitely not for faking UFOs, though. For sure, definitely not that. Jetpacks? Fuck! Weather balloons, helium, golf carts, four-wheeler, trail, and trailer. Oh, and the last, uh, lasers and or light beams. Got it. Mm-hmm. Very important. Love that. So if you are willing, to, if you have any and or all of those items at your disposal, feel free to check out that website and um, make your donation. I mean, I'm sure you get a tax write off for your, your helicopter. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Judy's a 501c3. <laughs> and I'm just not sure that we got the paperwork in and, you know, for that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but you can feel good knowing that you're Furthering ufology. <laughs> you, you can do that. You feel good moment. Yeah. 
furthering and and uh, further legitimizing this study. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's lots of you know there's people that do this, and I know that they feel some type of way about. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. Uh, very underappreciated kind of role. Uh, people tell you to get out of their store, and um, <laughs> and they kind of kick you a little bit. They get a little feisty if you don't move quite fast enough, but um. It is an underappreciated role. The ufologist is a lonely man or woman or binary pal. Yeah. It's a tough gig. I would love to do that and go out there and and stay, do like an episode. Hell yeah. Like a live or something out there. Hell yeah. See what we could find. I just it'd be cool to just go camping too. Like in the garden. Fucking Who are you? Who the fuck? <laughs> it would be cool to just go camping. Are you all right? Are you an alien? Have you replaced my friend? Because um, that doesn't sound like him. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep, beep boop. Beep boop. I love how we're doing robot voices for aliens, but um, <laughs> there's an alien out there who's very offended right now. He's like, like they're like, "Am I a joke to you?" He's like, actually, I don't sound like that. Katie and Kenny. They're they're gonna, they're reviewing the show right now. Actually, I thought that this was um this podcast was very marginalizing. Um, I felt very <laughs> marginalized as an alien species. Thank you. Yes. Um, I you know zero. Stars. They're writing us a bad review. Yeah. They uh, well speaking. Of- I can't give zero stars, so I've given one star. But if I could, I would take that one star away. Oh, I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate that shit. Yeah, what was that, that one? Um, I mean, are you about to pull out a review of the show from an alien? Because if so, it, I'm going to need you to get that information to me a little quicker <laughs> and potentially not on the air. No, I was just speaking of negative reviews. And remember that one that said that your banter is a waste of their, they said, your banter is a waste of my time. You're not funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, honestly, it's a waste of my and time. And to that too. I no. say, we tried, <laughs> sir or madam. We did try to, we tried <laughs> to to not. We tried. But these people wouldn't let us go. No, I'm kidding. Um, you can we, only we blame you guys. the fans. <laughs> or enablers. <laughs> um, yes. So th- I want to go to this place. It would be hella cool. I feel like it would be awesome. I also feel like at the first sign of UFO activity, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Because I don't fuck with that. Y'all know. That should be scaring me. We're in the watchtower and I've got like, and I'm looking out at the sky and I'm just like, okay, look. And then I'll turn around and she's already in the car. All I see are taillights head down the highway. Yeah. Yeah. No, my whole family actually recently witnessed this very weird, like I was, I was visiting family and my cousin actually, who is not at all like me. She's like, you know, successful and like a well-balanced, mentally healthy individual. So I'm glad it was her that saw it because my family (laughs) would never have responded to me. Um, But she had like gone outside like to her car or something. And then she like ran back and is like ringing the doorbell like repeatedly. And I'm like, holy shit, somebody has like fallen in the driveway. Like somebody like there's somebody's having a problem. Um, We need to call the ambulance. And I like come to the door and she's like, come outside, come outside. And she like pulls me out into the driveway along with the rest of our family. And she's like, look up. 
And it was the strangest thing. It was these lights in the sky and they were spaced equidistant from each other and they were moving very fast, faster than I've ever seen anything move in the sky like that. And they were equidistant spaced apart and they were all in a straight line. And they would go to a certain point of the, like on, of the sky. It wasn't the horizon. It wasn't like they disappeared over the horizon, but it would go to a certain point in the sky and then disappear. And it was like 30 lights. And she said that before that it had been like probably 60 lights in the time it took her to like run over to the door and like Shit. ring the bell and, and bring us out. But it was like 30 lights and they would, they would move very fast in a perfectly straight line, perfectly equidistant toward this certain spot in the sky and then they'd disappear. And then that was it. And we noticed that there were actually three helicopters of sorts. There were three helicopters that had red lights Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were helicopters, but they were something. There were three other objects that were flying and they were in a triangle. They were like in a triangle and it looked like they were monitoring whatever phenomenon it was that was happening. And Some shortly after the shit. phenomenon was over, those lights also disappeared. CIA people said, all right, well, time to go. It was, it was very, it was, it is probably the strangest thing that I have ever seen, like, in the night sky. And y'all know I don't fuck with that. I'm like, mm. I mean, I love it. I uh, Truly, it makes me feel alive. But it also terrifies the fuck out of me. Because I ain't trying to have to, I'm not trying to have to deal with any of that. I got enough going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just live and let live. Well, yeah. I'm gonna do me. And how, you know. Y'all do you. Uh, what didn't the government just release like some UFO shit or something? Was oh it yeah, yeah. I mean, so like basically, like throughout the pandemic, um, the government is just like, oh, Loki, aliens, <laughs> we have all this evidence of UFOs. We're just gonna go and put it over here. But hopefully, you guys are busy enough with that whole pandemic generation that it's gonna be fine. <laughs> you mean the distraction? <laughs> oh god! Oh god! <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So. But it's fun. It's kind of like, you know, I, I love that, like, I love the pivot she put on things. I love the twist. I love that she was just like, okay, raising cattle is not going to be the thing that happens. So I'm going to lean into this, like, super weird, wacky, zany UFO thing. And, like, that's going to be my shtick. And then she kind of took to it like a fish takes to water. Like, she, she, it just, it just clicked and now she's this really cool, like, story garter, story holder for the community. And also for people who are kind of just traveling through on road trips. I love a good road trip. Mm-hmm. And I love a good road trip, like, roadside attraction. Yeah. So it's 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 very cool. I, I hope to visit one day. Leave an item in the garden. Yes. And, uh, you know, light a candle for Skippy. Definitely. Snippy? Snippy. Snippy. <laughs> Snippy. Yeah. Absolutely. Snippy. Yeah. That's the one. That's what I'm going to do when I go there. Ball out. Eat a little right. stuffed horse gonna... for Snippy. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be good. Absolutely. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I'm a, no. I'm, I was I was even going to say I'm going to find that bastard that did it, but no. <laughs> don't, I probably don't want them to. I'm so sorry yeah, <laughs> if you're no, listening. You, you good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate the skit on my face where it is at. I want you to know I didn't say nothing. Okay. I do appreciate. The Just for the record. Yeah. 
this motherfucker over here, though. Oh, hell. If I'm missing from next week's episode. <laughs> you know what happened? You know exactly what happened. Yeah. But that was so much fun. I enjoyed that. Thank you so much for sharing um, uh, our good girl Judy here with mm-hmm. her aliens and her camp and her... It's good. And all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, sometimes you got to do a fun one. Sometimes you got to just do a light one, you know? And, and then we'll be back to terrify you next week. next week. Absolutely. Yeah. But yes, uh, if you would like, since I'm going to be doing the housekeeping mm-hmm. uh, here on our uh, campsite, our ranch, the Haunted Heart Ranch, where you can find a bunch of different things like Patreon. Mm-hmm. So you can go there for a bunch of cool bonus shit that, you know, we don't release publicly because we're too ashamed to. www.patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Yep. Slash the haunted heart. You can find us on all of the social medias. Every single last one. You can find us on Twitter at the haunted heart. You can find us on Facebook at the haunted heart podcast. We've got a page there that you can go and click and slam that like button. Slam that like button. Every time you hit, I'm going to tell you what, every time you hit that like button, a UFO lights up in the sky. (laughs) And then while you're at it, you can also search for our private, our unidentified Facebook organization. Ah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. At the Haunted Heart Podcast, our private Facebook group where we share all kinds of awesome memes and content, and there's a bunch of cool people there that you can meet and mingle with and have all None kinds of None of them are fun. aliens. Maybe I'm they sure all of are. it. <laughs> Maybe they all are. <laughs> Who knows? That's the fun of it. Uh, but you can uh, request to join in a member of, a, of our Murder Mod Squad or ourselves or an alien, perhaps. We'll approve you, um, especially if you're an alien. Definitely. Let us know. I'm not, I'm not barring you. That's true. Uh, and then that's it. You can always leave us a Google review if you'd like. We love those. Uh, five stars only, though. If you have anything less than that, I don't want to hear it. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I mean, you can leave what you want, but, like, please. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did leave five stars. Uh, but that is uh, our housekeeping for this week. Fabulous. Well done. Yes. Well done. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. All right. Well, we have to go roam the earth endlessly, uh, searching the night sky for the uh, meaning of our existence. Mm. But until next time, we just want to remind you, keep an eye out. And as always, stay spooky. spooky.